With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Shop the Chemist Warehouse Mayhem Sale and get up to half price off big brand vitamins and cosmetics. And South Seas Healthcare, Auckland's largest Pacific wellbeing service provider. This is Blues Brothers with Steve Devine and Ricardo Ball on SENZ. 27 and a half minutes away from 8 o'clock, we talk all things the blues now. We celebrate the blues. My true colours, I always say we when I'm referring to the blues. Steve Devine, you have for a number of weeks talked about this blues team clicking. They're yet to put that complete performance out on the park. They made some changes, but I will suggest that might just be the best performance from the blues so far this season. Yeah, they, they were better, but still, still a long way from a complete performance, I feel. Um, they they were better. They you know the Reds team they had a pretty epic win away from home the week before against the Chiefs and uh, you know I said last week there's probably a pretty good chance they won't prepare probably as well as they should have for the weekend. Yeah, I, I just don't think they're on top of their game either. So I, I, again, I don't think it was a real complete performance by the Blues. What was not complete about it? Uh, yeah, I just yeah just generally across you know we we there were some turnovers we. We, we, I mean, we moved the ball wider and we attacked a little bit more, which was good to see, but I still think we can do it better. Um, there were times we um, were still a bit stationary on attack, I, th- I felt. Um, a scrum was under pressure a little bit for the first time, I'd say the first time in a, in a, a long time, our scrum. Uh, there wasn't any turnovers as such, but we were certainly going backwards and getting put in the air a little bit. So, yeah, again, not the complete performance I was looking for. Uh, I thought it might be a little bit more towards 30 points than 20 points, but it, it, it is a win away okay, from home. Okay, so what changes do you make? So you had Lay, Riccatelli, Renata in your front row, Tupolodo, Suafoa. Um, you had Akira Wani, Adrian Choate, and Hoskins Atuto. It's not a bad forward pack, mate. Where do you go to for this week? How do you get improvement? How do you get them to take that next step? Um, Offer will be back this week. He'll come back in the starting lineup, which will be needed. Um, yeah, and I just think you know a little bit, a little bit more consistency in the lineout, a little bit more consistency on the scrum. And this week, I, I, this week is going to be against Hurricanes, right? It's just going to be one hundred percent who wins the, the battle at, of the breakdown. So they will be hard. They will be very hard at the breakdown, and we we need to be able to make sure we win our own ball. We've seen how good this Blues team can be defensively. We saw that against the Crusaders, but that's still one area of concern. And you've talked about it easy, is, is that quickness of recycling possession, that ruck speed. Is What did you make of that against the Reds? Is that an area we, we have seen improvement, or are we still struggling in comparison to what the way we've seen the Crusaders and the Chiefs particularly to play in? Yeah, we, we, hang, we hung on to the ball for long periods against the Reds, which I liked. Um, but it's a different story this weekend. Like the 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 Hurricanes really took it to the Chiefs at, at the breakdown, and, and the Chiefs struggled a little bit there. So it's there's going to be some heat this week coming at the breakdown. You can absolutely guarantee that. The um, and add Artie back to that, and um, you know they they're just one of the best in the world. Well, they've got a more to come back. They've particularly yep. got Coles to also come back. 
Um, I'm just trying to, and then clearly, uh, sorry, who's the other All Black front row prop? Uh, Lomax. Lomax to come back in. So You've that, got Geordie Barrett that's going to come in at second 5-8, which now brings me to our next question. Who starts at second 5 this weekend? Do you put Bryce Heeman at second 5 or do you stick with Harry Plummer? And yeah. not asking what they will do. What would you do? What would I do? I'd probably, I, 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 this week with um, with a little bit of attacking flair that I'd bring to the match, I'd, I'd go with uh, Bryce Heeman at 12. Um, Stephen Perifetta will start at 10. Um, I've had it on a pretty good indication that that's going to happen. So, well, well, there's a cut, isn't there, on the back of the heel of... Yeah, Bodie's got a cut. Bodie, um, and it's quite deep, I understand. I was at training the week before, and uh, he Stephen Pettifredo was pretty close to going. Well, he went to Brisbane with the team, mm. but he was pretty close to starting the match, not quite. So um, just because it was a short week um, was probably the only thing that cost him. He wasn't able to get a full training in. So he, he'll definitely be back this week, which, um, which, which I look forward to seeing. Zahn Sullivan, does he get the recognition he deserves? He's always Mr. Consistent, got a great left boot on him. Yeah, he can kick a ball, uh, he can run, and he runs hard. He's not, there's not much not to like about him. He, um, um, you know, take away that flying mullet out, and he's probably a complete footballer, I reckon. No, he's a, he's a good kid. He's still learning. He, he's the first to throw his hand up about that as well, and um, he's a good kid that's learning, and he's, he's going to go a long way in this, in this game. Let's look at the battle of the number eights. Hoskins yep. and 2 up against Adi Savia. I mean... Artie Sevilla, we know how good he is. I still feel he was the best rugby player in the world last year, even playing in a poor all-black team. Hoskins Satudu, I'm still not convinced. I know you are, but I'm still not convinced. I mean, is this the opportunity for Hoskin? Yeah, yeah, this is a big one. This, is, I mean, this is a big chance for him to take on, you know, the 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 biggest mongrel in the all-black pack. You know, if he can get on top of this game, there's a bit of confidence. I, I, I just still think he's more skillful. I don't think Artie is a natural number eight. I think he's a natural number seven that's moved because of um, because of other things, and he, he's that player that you have to have in your team. So that's why he's playing at eight. But, I, but how, how specific now, the way the game's been played, is it between six, seven, and eight? Are they not sort of almost just a, a hybrid that one can play the other and that the roles have changed? Well, it's more, and it's more a little bit about height, right? You need, you need if you've got a higher taller eight or a taller six you got a, you got that third or fourth line out option whereas um i mean Artie does jump but you know it's 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 way easier to have a, a big taller uh number eight if if possible so we're almost operating you know we're almost operating with two sevens one one playing eight and one on the side with sam kane or dalton and, and Artie plays as a, as a seven number eight you know who can carry so you know, it depends what you got, but Artie's in your tight. Uh, Artie's in your side every every day of the week, so um, you know you find a position for him wherever that is. But um, yeah, he's going to be. It's going to be. Uh, you, you can guarantee he's going to take probably two turnovers at at the breakdown each half. So that's four opportunities during the match. So the Blues, the Blues, just got to be aware that they know the heat's going to come at breakdown. I think if they can play a structured game. Um, the Hurricanes are very good, unstructured. If you if you allow that game to happen, you're going to get in trouble against them. Keep the structure. Um, just know there's a lot of heat coming at breakdown, and and I think they'll be all right. South Seas Healthcare, Auckland's largest specific wellbeing service provider, and the Chemist Warehouse, the real house of fragrances. We're going to take a break here on Blues Brothers. Mark Watson alongside of me, all former All Black Steve Devine. We will catch up with Blues Assistant Coach Daniel Halangahu. Now, Blues assistant coach Dan Helengo, who now joins us on the program. Evening to you, Dan. Thank you. Hey guys, how you going? Good. Uh, look, firstly, just give us your general. When you sat down on Monday and you went through your review of that game against the Reds, uh, what were some of the positives, and what are some of the areas that you still feel that perhaps you didn't execute as well as you'd hoped? Oh, I think it was a bit of a 
I don't know, a watershed moment for us in the way that uh, some of our younger backs out wide and, you know, they just really contributed a lot more. I think that was the big feedback that uh, some of our senior players, guys like Bowden, said, you know, that's the best we've had from a communication point of view of the guys out wider calling the ball and calling space. And so a really big step for us in that manner uh, and something we've been just you know, crying out for all season. And then uh, I think probably the area, there's probably two sort of areas that that have reared up again. One is the dis- discipline area. You know, we sort of, we're working really hard for our points and scoring some good tries early on and then and then just allowing teams back in it with some silly penalties. And uh, we're finding that period right before half-time is critical for us. We, we've conceded tries there uh, in the last sort of three or four of the last five games. So a uh, really important period for us and... And we're working hard to to really nail down what it is in that period that uh, is not quite working for us. Mate, there, there hasn't, like you've said, there hasn't really been a complete performance this year so far. I'm I'm waiting and I'm very hopeful that it's going to come soon. Um, does it does it, is it just coming down to that a little bit of bad discipline, a little bit of uh, bad communication? Yeah, uh, look, what we've noticed is that we put a lot of work into one area. Uh, and discipline's a good example. Uh, you know, I think in the early rounds, you know, we went out there against the Brumbies and we won just about every area of the game except for discipline and also just our execution in 22. But um, So then we focused on that and we gave away hardly any penalties for the next month. And I think whatever you focus on, you get that, but you kind of you start losing other areas of the game. So it's managing to improve those areas that we do bring into the spotlight each week. But... Also, you know, retain some of the other areas. So you can't fix everything every week. But uh, as you said, that complete performance, hopefully it's it's not far away. But I think it was a big step forward for us against, against the region. Do, do you think because we um, – I, I feel the Blues this year are trying to maybe play a different sort of a game than throw the ball around and be expansive. Do you – um, do you think it's because we're not playing something that everyone's sort of a bit more natural to that that's causing these issues? Yeah, this is a kind of opinion. We get this a fair bit, and, and as our kicking coach, you can imagine I cop it in the ear quite a bit from people with their opinions. Um, we're kicking the ball less than last year, if anything. You know, this is the same game you know, strategy that we used, and, and at the same time, I get it in the ear that, yeah, in other ways, different weeks, about the teams that are winning this competition kick the ball the most. They kick the ball the furthest. So the Chiefs kick the ball more than anyone else. They kick the ball further. They get more kick metres. So often I'll get shown stats where, hey, the Chiefs and the Crusaders have the highest kick metres and, you know, what are you going to do about that? And then um, and then another week we kick the ball. And, you know, and then people say, are oh, you kicking it too much? And I think, you know, so where's the answer? Where's the gold for us? And if you've got to kick really effectively, you know, I think we've seen that teams that kick well, you get the ball back because you put pressure on the other team, and then you can see our counterattack. You know, a game, you know, the, the Waratahs an example of a game where our counterattack was amazing, but it came on the back of really good kicking game, putting pressure on the other team, and then they give us a poor kick, and then you see Caleb Clark busting up the middle of the field, which is, look, that's what everyone wants to see, and so it's it's how efficient and effective we are with that kicking game that is crucial. I think if we start running it from our own end all the time, and you know, then we put ourselves under pressure, and you know, you make one mistake, and the other team's got access. So it's a, it's a fine balance. You have to get it right. But if we're if we're accurate with our game, then I think you know everyone gets to see what they want, which is 
Rico and Caleb and Mark Talia busting up the field. Yeah, absolutely. So it's sort of a bit of a catch-22. Like the Chiefs, I know they do. The Brumbies do it well, that Northern Hemisphere style where if the wingers get the ball, they kick down the trams and try and isolate the fullback under pressure wherever he gets it and kicks it out or, you know, gets tied up uh, pretty close to his try line under pressure. Um, but we have these explosive wingers that we want for them to keep the ball in hand and run. It's it's sort of a bit of a conundrum where the Chiefs are doing it and Brumbies are doing it very well where we sort of like to keep it in hand when we get it to those boys. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's definitely a catch-22. And look, it's not... The thing is for us, is probably not about oh, when Caleb gets it on the wing, we want him to kick it, or Rico. I think an exciting that you'd like this, Steve, is that Rico in, in the last five years of Super Rugby hasn't kicked the ball once. So that's probably, I think, something we want to see continue. But, you know, it's it's not a matter of, you know, Mark Talia and Caleb kicking the ball. What, what it is for us is that if we play two or three phases and we're going nowhere... What we know is that, you know, it's not far away that a turnover will happen and that's when our defence isn't organised. So we've got to make sure that if we get a few phases where it doesn't quite work, that's where we can work to an effective kick, you know, a contestable. And then we see Caleb in the air and we see Mark Talia in the air and they usually get the ball back for us. So when we can get that part of our kicking game right and have that balance, um, you know, because other teams will try and, you know, down the other end of the table is the guys that are coming last and they're the guys that kick the ball the least. So... It's, it's difficult to sit there and say, yeah, we just we just needed to run it because, you know, there are some exciting teams. We see the drawer, they don't kick the ball much. Moana don't kick the ball. Uh, but when you want to win rugby, and, and I know everyone loves a winner, so we need to win, but we need to do it with that balance. And as I said, I think if we kick effectively, we, we get accurate kicks, we get the ball back or we build pressure, uh, then we can have our explosive running game on the back of that. Now, Daniel, I don't need you to name your team tonight, but we sort of get the feeling that we probably see Stephen Perifeta possibly start at 10 for this game. Uh, Bryce Heem, Harry Plummer, uh, has that been a discussion this week? How much pressure has Heem put on Plummer in terms of starting in the 12 jersey, assuming that Rico is starting at centre? Or Roger? <laughs> yeah, just, look, just tell us, look, just tell us mate, it'll be way easier. <laughs> Yeah, but I'd hate to give the Hurricanes just a little heads up so they could practice some things in tomorrow morning's training. Uh, look, what it is is that I guess we do have Bryce in form, you know, massively. Um, so it's hard to keep him out. Um, I often joke to Rico that he's still the world's best winger. Um, he doesn't like it when I say that, so I try not to say it too often. But, well, I agree with you. Um, I think he, I still think he's the world's best winger. Yeah, yeah, and he's look. He's he certainly can play there, and we all know that. Okay, so, 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 so from that we've got we've got Plummer Heem, and we've got Awani playing on one wing. That's what we can take from that, can't we, Steve? No, I still, I still, <laughs> I think Rico's the best center in the world when he catches the ball at full noise and carries hard into contact. I still think he's the best in the world at doing that. Yeah, yeah. Look, and he's. Um, yeah, I do, I do say that. We've got an Irish Irishman in our in our management team, and I think uh, we've said something similar to a few times. And he says, "You're all idiots." Gary Ringrose is easily the best centre in the world. That's everything. So, um, yeah, we we can get one-eyed, but Rico is certainly a weapon, and you know his speed is just unmatched. His ability to accelerate, um, and if we did put him on the wing, then that means one of your All Black starting wingers is, is out of the starting team. So. It's a good problem to have. Uh, you know, when we talk about communication, so key. Uh, that's Harry Plummer for us. He's he's the glue that 
he commentates everything as it's happening. So everyone's just knows exactly where they need to be, and you know he's a his eyes for for Bowden when Bowden's trying to make decisions, and Harry's effectively makes the decisions for him and gives him some really good comms. So um, we all know that you can't run around with um, Rico Ioannis in every position, um, but. Yeah, it's going to be about getting the balance right for us. You know, the question mark for us with Stevie is, you know, how long out of the game is too long to jump in and start a big game like this? Um, he's, a, he's very much a confidence player, so um, it'll be striking the balance between Stevie and, um, you know, our other options at 10, and then um, obviously some really good competition at that 12 jersey as well. Daniel, lovely to have you on the program. Thank you for your time tonight, and all the very best against the Hurricanes this weekend. Uh, cheers, Phil. Cheers, mate. I want to comment on that quickly, but we do just need to um, we just need to remind people, Chemist Warehouse, the Real House of Fragrances, South Seas Healthcare, Auckland's largest specific wellbeing service provider, and the DHL Super Rugby Pacific is underway. Who is your Blues Super Rugby Pacific player of the round? I'm going with Patrick. I thought Patrick was immense on the weekend, carried hard, immense. Okay, and who is your DHL Super Rugby Pacific player of the round? Uh, I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go. Can I give it to Patrick as well? You can give it to Patrick. I'm going to go to Patrick double because uh, I, yeah, I, he w- he was next level again for the Blues on the weekend. He was the difference. I thought he was the 20 points they won by. DHL Super Rugby Pacific. Catch the action live on Sky Sport or get tickets at superrugby.co.nz. Let's get back to Daniel Hellingar, who I, I take from that that um, Plumber at 10. Plumber is going to start at second 5 8. Perifet is going to start. At first five, Heem's going to start at centre, and we're going to have Rico out on the wing. No, no chance. I'm, I'm, I take from that Christy, Christy at nine, uh, Plummer at ten, Heem at twelve, Rico at thirteen, Perifeta at fifteen, and Talia and Caleb Clark on the wing. That's what I took from that conversation. Well, if you're going to take that from that conversation, I still think they, I still think that Perifeta is coming off the bench. No, I think they'll put him at 15 just to be a bit safer. Yeah, but just see, to keep him out of it a little bit. You came back with the obvious. I'm trying to create the headline. I know you are. I'm trying to create the headline. But uh, yeah, I'd start him. I'd start him at 10. I'd start, I keep Plummer at 12. If that's if he wants communication, I keep Plummer at 12 and I go with Well, if it works so effectively against the Reds, why not? I mean, suddenly when you're not first five, you've got more time, haven't you, to commentate the game, to read the game, to be able to communicate with your 10. Suddenly we're in that 10 position. I'm not sure you quite get that clarity as quickly. Yeah, you need well. You need people around you talking. So, Harry Plummer for me. Uh, Bryce Seam coming off the bench to cover pretty much every position in the back line, and uh, that that'd be it for me. I I, I think Perifera is it. Maybe who, who are did, your locks? Uh, I'm going with um, Suafua and Patrick. Yep. Um, Tucker's not far away. He's um, he he would probably come off the bench. So Tudu Choate and Awani. Yeah, I don't think they'll change the back row. Uh, you can't take. Um, Chode away. He's just he's just an angry tackling machine. But just a machine. I tell you what, the Fords is going to this week's battle is is going to be at the breakdown. Whoever wins, the, I've I've got in my notes. Whoever wins the battle of the breakdown wins the game. But whoever gives away the least penalties wins the game. Which was a big focus for the Blues, and it's been one area of real frustration. Listening to Daniel Hellinger, who they're the Blues assistance coach. Um, what was you know what this is actually what's exciting about this is we're actually going to see two teams at full strength with no bloody rest and rotation yeah. and it's actually going to be one of the rare games this season where I think we can sit back and just enjoy this all the chips are on the table or well, we've got the chips and we're just going to throw them let's see where they fall yeah. that is another edition of Blues Brothers stay with us you're listening to SENZ Mark Watson the great man Steve Devine go the Blues